Congratulations. You have just found the number one over 50 health and wellness podcast on the planet. Hello, and welcome to the Over 50 Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin English. I'm the founder of The Silver Edge, and our mission is to help you build and maintain a lean, healthy body that you love for the rest of your life, so that you can show up in the second half of your life as the healthiest, strongest, most vital version of yourself. Today, we have another episode of The Coach's Corner, so no guest, it's just me, and we'll be back next week with our normal interview format. But this week, I want to answer a listener's question about protein consumption, and then we have an interview featuring one of our clients, Nancy, as well as her coach. So Nancy has been working with Coach Monica for the last five months, and I have them on the show to talk about their experience over the last few months of working together. Now, since I'm interviewing one of our clients and one of our coaches today, I'll spare you the ad read here about our coaching services. But just let me say that if after listening to this episode, you'd like to learn more about how you could potentially get results like Nancy's, you can learn more by heading over to silveredgefitness.com and you can click on the coaching tab at the top of the page, or you can always shoot me an email at coach at silveredgefitness.com. Okay, enough of that. Let's get on with today's show. Okay, I want to start today with a listener question. This is from Kathy. So Kathy wrote in, quote, I've listened to your podcast on intermittent fasting. I'm curious if you could let us know how you get all of your calories consumed in 12 hours. Can your body process more than 30 grams of protein at one meal? End quote. Kathy, thanks for sending this in. These are great questions. So if you're new here or maybe you, you missed the last couple of episodes, we did, uh, I think, a couple of back-to-back episodes on intermittent fasting. Seems to be a very popular subject. And in that episode, I mentioned that I personally do a 12-hour fast. Basically, what that really means in effect is I don't eat after dinner. So let's say I finish my last meal at 7 o'clock at night. I don't have my first meal until 7 o'clock the next morning. So that would be how I practice intermittent fasting in my personal life. So the question is, how do I get all of my calories consumed in 12 hours? Now, I'm assuming that, Kat, I, well, I'm not assuming. I know that Kathy has listened to past episodes. She's probably heard me say things like my maintenance calories are 3,600 calories. At one point, I was eating over 4,000 calories. I've talked about that here on other coaches' corners, how that's very difficult for me. In fact, I was smashing half a pint of this gelato, and the reason I chose that brand brand and that type of ice cream and even the flavor, the sole determining factor of which one I picked out of the ice cream aisle was how calorie dense it was per serving. I was just having a really hard time hitting 4,000 calories. Now, if anybody's curious, I'm no longer eating 41, 4,200 calories. I'm back down closer to my maintenance. I'm probably eating around 36, 3,700 calories at the moment. But that is a great question for people that are doing intermittent fasting, especially those of you that you'll hear people talk about eating in an eight-hour window or more commonly a six-hour window. And some of you crazy people are eating one meal a day or eating in four-hour uh, windows. And that would be really, really tough if you had, say, aesthetic goals or muscle-building goals. It'd be really hard for you to get in all of those calories in that short of a window. Now, the way 
I get 36, 3,700 calories or potentially 4,000 calories, however many calories I'm eating into 12 hours is pretty basic, right? I personally, I eat five meals a day. I have first breakfast. I have second breakfast. I have lunch. I have a big afternoon snack and then I have a big dinner. And when I say I have first breakfast and second breakfast, I, I don't mean I have a mid morning snack. I mean, I eat two big ass breakfasts and I need to in order to hit my personal calorie goals as well as my protein goals. We're going to talk about protein here in a minute. And I am personally trying to hit 200 grams of protein every day. And the only way I can do that in a 12 hour window, or for that matter, any window really is to hit the ground running. So I love breakfast. As you can tell, I eat two of them. Um, I eat a big breakfast and I get ahead of the game with my protein right out of the gate. So I eat a large uh, protein centric first breakfast. Very often I'll work out in between first and second breakfast. So second breakfast might be a little carb, kind of carb heavy. Um, and then I eat lunch and usually for my snack is some sort of a protein fruit, nut sort of a smoothie. Maybe I throw a little bit of uh, Greek yogurt in there, uh, whole milk, something like that to get the calories up. And then I eat a big dinner. So that's what I personally do. That's how I get all of those calories in 12 hours. When I'm eating sub 3,800-ish calories, that's a lot of food. I have no problem getting that in 12 hours. It's once I start bumping up around 4,000 calories, which is silly. Nobody really needs to, <laughs> unless you have bodybuilding goals or something like that, you really don't need to be eating 4,000 calories. But I'm a big fan of self-experimentation uh, self and I love playing around, seeing what how my body responds. Do I get stronger and more swole when I eat 4,200 calories or do I just get fat? Um, and just pulling back the curtain, I just got fat last time I, <laughs> I was up to 42. 200 calories. And I, I'm joking. I, I didn't really get fat, but I was clearly storing more body fat, I felt like, than I was building muscle. I was getting stronger and building muscle, um, but I was also packing on a little bit more uh, body fat than I, than I care to. Now, Kathy, second half of this question is one I hear a lot, and that is, can your body process more than 30 grams of protein at once? I just told you I'm eating 200 grams of protein a day, so clearly, if I'm eating five meals a day, I'm eating more than 30 grams of protein at a sitting. Now, this is kind of old bro science, the 30 grams of protein at one meal. Well, your, your muscles can't really synthesize more than 30 grams of protein at one meal. So you're just wasting if you do that. And while there is maybe a tiny bit of truth to that for a 20-year-old, very anabolic bodybuilder, not so much for you and I. If you're listening to this, I'm assuming that you're over 50 and you're interested in probably burning fat and building muscle. But here's the deal. Our bodies or specifically our muscles' ability to sense protein decreases as we age. We can absorb protein just fine. It's just our muscles' ability to sense that protein. I don't want to get too nerdy here, but protein is made up of amino acids, and you may have heard the BCAA, the branch chain amino acids or essential amino acids. But one amino acid in particular is of interest for those of us over 50, certainly as we get into our 60s and 70s, and that's leucine. And when we're young, we can get away with eating a small amount of protein in one meal, and we can still get a robust nutrient-sensing muscle response. We can get this anabolic response, but this changes, as I said, with age and also with obesity. So here's the double barrel of trouble for those of us 50s, 60s, 70s. If we are under-muscled, meaning we're primarily sedentary or we're not 
participating in some type of resistance training, weightlifting, strength training, something like that, and we're obese, then we're in a very unhealthy place. So the question originally was, can your body process more than 30 grams of protein at once? Really, 30 grams of protein should be our minimum amount per meal. And again, I don't want to get too nerdy here on this episode, but we need a minimum of 30 grams of protein per meal because remember, I just told you that leucine is one of the amino acids that's very, very important for those of us as we age for building muscle. Well, every 30 grams of animal-based protein contains about 2.5 grams of leucine, which is the minimum amount needed to stimulate muscle protein synthesis. So really the optimum amount of protein that we would want to eat in one sitting would be above 30. So for you ladies, maybe 35 to 40 grams of protein at at a sitting. For us guys, closer to 50 grams of protein per meal. Now, if this kind of sparks your curiosity, or if you'd like to learn more, I would strongly advise going back to listen to a podcast episode I did with Dr. Gabriel Lyon titled Muscle is the Organ of Longevity. That was all the way back in, I think it was August of 2021, but definitely worth a listen or a re-listen. She actually, I originally published that episode back again, like I said, I think it was August of 2021. I've republished it since. It's, it is far and away the most popular episode. I, th- I haven't checked that in a while, but the last time I did a ranking of podcast, she was head and shoulders number one. She was, she pulled pretty far away from the number two episode. So a wildly popular episode, but she and I was going to say she and I geek out, mostly she doing the geeking uh, because this is her area of expertise, but definitely worth checking out. I'll drop a link to that episode in the show notes. You guys can find that. Let's see. This is episode 219. That'll be silveredgefitness.com slash 219. Social media shout out. So my social media shout outs before we get to the rest of the show today, I've got two for you. We'll get through these pretty quickly here. Uh, for my fitness shout out, I guess it has to be Dr. Gabriel Lyon, right? I mean, we just talked a lot about her. Uh, that was, like I said, the most popular episode we've had here. You guys can find her on Instagram at Dr. Gabriel Lyon, and that's D-R-G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E-L-Y-O-N. If you're not familiar with her, definitely a great follow. She's doing a lot of cutting-edge research on muscle-centric medicine, muscle being the organ of longevity, uh, tons of cutting-edge research there, so strongly recommend you check that out. For my personal social media shout out, I hope I don't offend anybody, but I really like the Babylon Bee. So the Babylon Bee, if you don't know, um, their tag, their tagline is fake news you can trust. So this is a fake news site. It's satire. It's smart ass satire. Um, it's my style of humor though. I, I think they're quite humorous. You can check them out at the Babylon B over on Instagram. And again, I'll throw both of those into the show notes. That's silveredgefitness.com slash 219. Okay. So with that out of the way, here's my interview with Nancy and Coach Monica. Monica, why don't we start with you? Do you mind introducing yourself and telling the listeners who you are? Well, hi, everybody. I'm Coach Monica. I've been working here at Silver Edge Fitness for a little over a year now, I believe. Wow. I'm also program manager for us. 
which means I do a lot of behind-the-scenes programming. We have our famous 21-day challenges that we run online and Facebook. We do those two or three times a year. Uh, so I'm, I'm the mastermind behind all of those. I had so much fun with it. I have been a nutrition coach for three, four years now and uh, an exercise coach for a little longer than that. Four years on that. We'll say three and a half years on that, on the nutrition side. But loved every minute of it. I've really enjoyed working here at Silver Edge Fitness with Kevin. So yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> All right, fantastic. And we've got a friend of yours here today. So I've got Nancy Flynn Buddy here. And Nancy, why don't we start with just some of your background? Tell us a little bit about just how you grew up. Were you an active girl? Not so much. What were you like? kind of growing up? Well, I grew up in rural upstate New York, youngest of six kids. So just busy family life, big garden, far from town and friends, a lot of time outside. Um, and I really tried to get away as fast as I could to the real world. I was an exchange student for a year in Brazil when I was 17, but did as many kids do, boomerang back to that same area to raise our family. I met my husband in college. We were married when we were 24, and we had three kids, and we did raise them in that same rural area. And then they all, we were empty nesters, post-college empty nesters by about age 55. And we left upstate New York, and we located to Galveston, Texas. On my 60th birthday. So very active in after we stopped working, much more so than we were while we were working. And the kind of activity was really, we each had our thing. I loved to walk, so I walked a lot. And Al, my husband, loved to play tennis. So he played tennis a lot. So not a lot of diversity in activity, but we did try to stay active. And what about nutrition coming into this program? How were you eating? Did, did your weight fluctuate through your adult years? Have you struggled with weight loss? Or what has the nutrition and diet side look like for you? So I am right now today, thank you, Coach Monica, at the same weight I was when I got married at 24. Um, right on. Between here and there, it gradually went up. And you just sort of think, well, that's just the way it is. That's what happens. I did mm -hmm. do diets from time to time, but nothing particularly life-altering that I stuck with. My, I was never in an alarm situation with my doctor, but I was just inching up gradually. And probably at age 60 was the highest I had ever been. And about just less than 30 pounds more than I am now. As far as nutrition, my mom was a home ec teacher. She was not only a big cook, but she also was very frugal. So a lot of garden, you know, from time to time, raised our own beef, that kind of thing. Was instilled with good values as far as nutrition and always tried to, to eat well. Um, but of course, nutrition guidance has changed a lot in the last 40 years. Mm. And so I think sometimes now about some of the things I gave my kids and it makes me shudder, all good intentions, but there was processed food 
a lot of processed food that was convenience oriented and also economically, you know, made sense when you're trying to raise a family. As we moved into later life, we were conscious. We are never big dessert eaters or processed food eaters. Not that we didn't eat any, but the one thing that we did do was happy hour almost every day. And so I think that's something that socially we just didn't see anything the matter with. So my, I wouldn't say my nutrition was bad. It was certainly well intended. I wasn't making excuses. I just didn't know any better. Thanks for sharing. And I love to hear that you're at the same weight today as you were when you got married. I think a lot of, a lot of folks would certainly love to be in that position. Now, Nancy, how did you hear about the Silver Age? How did you find us and eventually find your way to Coach Juan? Well, my husband passed away from pancreatic cancer in the spring of 2022. And initially, you know, you're sort of frozen and you're just kind of getting day to day. But eventually I started to really ask a lot of questions, not only about what had happened with his health journey that could have been different, but also about my own health journey and what I should be doing differently. And what brought me to you guys was that I had had some migraines and some pains in my upper thighs. And I went to my primary care physician and they said, oh, your blood work looks pretty good you know, move more, eat less. And I was like, no, that's not enough. I got to figure this out. And it happened to be that I was taking a road trip to Florida to see family and discovered podcasts. And so I started listening to podcasts about all kinds of things. A lot of them about my husband, again, passed away from pancreatic cancer. And I was very curious about cancer and warning signs and that kind of thing. And I listened to your a podcast with Dr. Nathan Goodyear on oncology and really got a lot out of it. And that just kind of, then I just started listening and listening. And, you know, it's a long drive to Florida from Texas. So I got to listen to lots of podcasts. And when I got back in Texas, I thought about it and I decided I was going to give you a try or at least see if you would give me a try. And so I reached out to you and you connected me with Monica. Yes. Yes, I did. All right. Well, when you reached out to us, what were your goals? What what did you want? What were you hoping would happen? I wanted to be healthy. I had been on Weight Watchers since that doctor's appointment, which was probably a month before I talked to you. I had lost some weight, you know, quick loss Weight Watchers. And I was feeling pretty good about my weight. I told Monica, I don't think I really need to lose any weight. I just want to get strong because I had this husband and three boys and haven't lifted anything in a very long time. And so I just wanted to to get strong. And I think my initial goals, I don't know, Monica might remember, like I wanted to be able to do a pull-up and I wanted to be able to do things like that. And I had committed to doing a walk on the Wales Coast Path. And I wanted to make sure that I was strong enough to walk 80 miles in June. So I think those were my initial goals. Monica, do you remember anything else? I remember the very first time that we talked together and you said, I have never been strong in my life. You said, I've exercised and you, you had me. And when you came to me, you were doing yoga. I think you had a community gym that you were working out in a few days a week. But you said, I've never been strong. I've never felt strong. So I felt like that was our number one goal. Yeah, I really hadn't been to the gym. 
but I would have been afraid to go into a gym. Now I'm not afraid to go into a gym. But yeah, I had done yoga pretty. I thought that was a really good grief and trauma thing to do. And so I had really gotten into yoga quite a bit. That's true. So yeah, I mean, when Nancy came to me, her her nutrition looked really good. She was eating a lot of the right things. We just had to fine tune it a little bit. We started out with just concentrating on eating enough protein, getting enough fiber, drinking enough hydration, you know, water, drinking enough, getting enough hydration every day. So we just kind of fine tuned the the nutrition. Now with Nancy, the the primary thing we really looked at from the get go, and actually through the whole five months that she's been with me has been her workouts. So we started her out with an easy workout. It was just dumbbell and bands. We started out with two pound and five pound dumbbells. That's what she said she had and some bands. So I made her a workout. We put it on the the app that we use. We have a phone app called Trainer Eyes. It takes her, leads her through the workout, has timers on it. It's really great. It's an awesome program. We got her working out three days a week with resistance training. She was still doing the yoga, and I think she's still doing it right. every day. Yeah, she's shaking her head, yes. So, but continuing with the yoga, but started her out with three resistance workouts a week. And it wasn't long until she had to buy heavier dumbbells because the two-pound and the five-pound dumbbells weren't enough. She said, oh. I can do so many more reps in this. I said, oh, it's time to get heavier weights. Yeah. So we progressively made her harder workouts, went up in weight through them. And she did have this goal. And when we started working together, it was the very end of March. And this is August when we're filming this. So I've been working with her for five months now. And she says, well, I've got this goal in the summertime. I'm going to do this walk around Wales in Great Britain. I said, well, that sounds like an awesome trip, but it's all walking. So she would be traversing up and down hills and walking uneven terrain and walking up to 20 miles every day. So we needed to make her workouts training for this walk. I think the walk was in mid-June. So we had a couple of months there to, to ease her into these workouts to get her where she needed to be. And I think I'm going to let Nancy tell you about if she felt like she was ready for her walk or not. Yeah, I mean, I had been walking, but I live on Galveston Island. So, you know, changing terrain meant I was going up and down stairs. So I knew that I needed to do some leg work. Monica got me doing a lot of lunges, walking, weighted lunges. And my personal favorite, the wall sit which the first couple of times, some language, but now I'm (laughs) up to a minute. And when I was climbing hills, I was pretty satisfied, pretty impressed with myself as far as my ability to do that. So a lot of lower body work, but also, I mean, what was happening was my body composition was changing. I had never known about the protein and as you get older and the importance of protein and to begin with trying to hit those daily goals was really hard. But once that I was eating the protein and my body composition was changing so dramatically, I mean, Monica, I looked this morning, I'm down six inches on my waist and that's 10 pounds is all I lost. So it's all recomposition of my body. And I think that truly 
helped me with my walking as well. I, I, yeah, Absolutely. I, I did have to replace some of my walking clothes and buy smaller walking clothes. So um, that, was a, that was a negative and a positive. But. That's a good problem to have. That's a good problem to have. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Down, down 10 pounds and six inches off your waist. I, I want people to think about that. So if you told somebody, hey, I lost 10 pounds in six months, they might think, oh, that's, that's good. But when you say I lost 10 pounds and six inches from my waist, that is a dramatic body composition shift. So I want people to really appreciate that. And the fact that you did that in a fairly short amount of time. Now, longtime listeners will know that we're, we're kind of anti, not really anti. It's just not our jam for the rapid fat loss. We're much more of this. What can you do that you can sustain for the rest of your life? Right. We want you to build this. We want you to learn this framework, right? The reverse dieting and the metabolic restoration and all the things that happened before and after dieting so that when you leave, you have the tools to, you have the education to just apply that framework to yourself. But really, we want you to have this, these healthy habits baked in that you enjoy doing that aren't, you know, odious to you that you can complete for the rest of your life. So my question to you is this, the million dollar question is, do you feel like you have that mindset and those tools that you can maintain this body on into your later years here? Yeah. And I would think that the key point there is what I've learned. I've learned so much about macros and the composition of your diet, protein and satiety, and, mm. you know, balance. And once that you conquer the balance piece, that's what makes it possible to take it through. And also that it isn't going to be every single day. It's looking at a few days together and making sure that you're focusing on you know, the protein on the days, maybe that you're particularly doing resistance and that kind of thing. So there's flexibility and it's that balance and flexibility that makes it possible, I think, to go to go forward and, and not worry about it. Monica said that I don't need the menu planning anymore, but I do. I want to continue to keep track of of what I'm eating. And when I get out of whack, I want to know it. So I think that's just very, very useful to have that. But yes, I've added too on in a distance, in addition to the yoga and the resistance training, I've added the more cardio that's a little bit harder. Monica's added two more workouts for me within the last month or so. And so that also gives me more variety, which I think is going to be helpful for me moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. To address a couple of things there. Yes, we did look also, you know, at Nancy's nutrition, of course. And, you know, she she came to me eating well. We just had to zero in on a few things. So we got her eating enough protein every day. And by tracking in my fitness pal, um, I like to tell all of my clients, we don't use my fitness pal as a punishment. We're not looking at it saying, oh, you didn't do this. We're looking at it as an umbrella. We're looking at it to see what you eat on an everyday basis. So we got Nancy eating enough protein every day. We got her eating nuts every day. We got her eating to making sure they eat enough fiber every day. And those are those are long-term things that you can do to easy things that you can do every day to help your future self so that you are going to age where you need to be. Just those simple things every day. We got her tracking her sleep and making sure she gets enough sleep every day because if you don't recover your body, you're not going to be able to exercise as well. You're not going to be able to build muscles well, stress, the whole thing. We looked at all of it. 
let's say we talked about workouts. We have, so we did just add in a couple of other types of workouts. So in addition to Nancy's three days of resistance training, she now has one day each of a a sprint interval type workout where she's working very, very hard for two minutes. And then she has a few minutes of rest period there. And then we have another workout where she's working very, very hard for seven to eight minutes of time. And then she still has her walking. That is awesome. The walking is the long term, you know, 30, 45 minutes and maybe even an hour. She's out out and about somewhere that she really wants to be at. But that way you're working all sides of that cardio engines of your body. All of that needs to be addressed as well. So yeah. I would say too yeah. that that my fitness pal is not just for the accountability, but it's for the planning. Because I'll sit down mm. in the morning and say, okay, I know I'm going out to eat tonight and look at the menu and make some choices and then build backwards my rest of my day from that. And you know it's that planning piece that is tremendous, tremendously valuable for me as well. Not just looking backwards, but looking forward. Yeah, absolutely love it. Well, Nancy, I've got a question for you. So you you mentioned that you've been here. It's all, almost been six months. You're down 10 pounds. You must be eating like a rabbit, right? <laughs> no. We have you on really low, really no, low I'm, calories. Is that how that works? No, Monica no? No, raised okay. me up. Oh. And I, I have actually trouble hitting my number because it's... Hold up, hold up. I, uh, sorry to interrupt, but you have <laughs> trouble hitting your number. Explain to the people listening what you're talking about. Like, so, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I just have trouble eating that much because I don't focus on the calories. I focus on the macros, and I I start with mm-hmm. the protein and make sure I'm getting enough protein, and I'm very diligent about my fiber. And so, you then you're done with your fruits and your vegetables and your all your protein. And you're like, well, you know, I'd really like to have a potato there. or I'd like to have some bread with my eggs in the morning. And the next thing you know, I couldn't eat anymore. And then, of course, there's the two in between. And I, my happy hour is now kombucha. So I have that, which isn't high calorie, but that's what I sip on during happy hours. So it's, just kind of hard to hit the number. And frankly, and Monica and I have talked about this, you don't feel like eating sugar, sugary dessert. You don't feel like eating lots of bread. And I have completely, which my friends would find very hard to believe, lost my taste for alcohol. So, you know, you start removing those things because you don't feel like them and the calories get very easy to manage. Absolutely. Yeah. I just, I want to make the point that that's what's sustainable, right? I think what happens so many times is people go on a diet, they get really, really low calorie and they lose weight because that's what happens when you go on aggressive diets, but they stop dieting at the end of that diet, right? Because it's not sustainable. And of course we all know what happens, right? What happens there is if that weight is regained, but if you finish your diet at a, like you're saying, I have a hard time hitting my calorie goals because you're eating so much that you feel full and yet you've lost the weight. Now now we've moved from losing weight, which really wasn't your main goal. You wanted to be strong and confident and capable, which you got that as well, but you've lost this weight. You have this new body composition, but you're in a place that's very sustainable yeah. over the long term because we're not asking you to eat just a tiny bit of you're food, not, right? You, so I'm not on a diet. Point. You're not on a diet. That's right. Yeah. I, and the key word there was what you said. 
Kevin, was sustainable. I mean, I have clients, other clients, not easy, who came to me and they're eating 1,200 calories a day. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but eating 1,200 calories a day is not good for your body. At that time, you know, at that point, you're, you wreck your metabolism. It's running so low that your body is just holding on to every single calorie it can. And it's not sustainable. So that's, that's that key word you said there. Sure. You, you can't run on 1,200 calories forever nope. and, and be healthy and live to your 105 years well, old. Well, that's it. Yeah. You throw the yeah. age component in there. You can't not eat your protein and maintain your muscle mass. And then right. you're just going to get weaker. And so forget about the calories completely and say, I, I don't want to get weak. I want to be able to lift my grandchildren and do those kinds of things. So, yeah. Absolutely. That Absolutely. Focus, definitely. And Monica was mm-hmm. excellent at hearing me and helping to move me along that path. Fantastic. Well, Monica, let's see. So what what happens here when somebody like Nancy's come in here and she's clearly she's been a rock star client for you. She's come up on she's coming up on her six month term. What's going to happen? Oh, she has been so much fun to coach. I have enjoyed every minute I've been with Nancy. We feel like that, you know, when we have our sessions that we're talking, oh, we just have so much fun. I look forward to them. (laughs) I think Nancy right now is in a place where, I hate to say this, she doesn't need me anymore. And this is actually the place that I want all of my clients to get to, is to where they don't need me anymore. They are sustaining. They're in a place where they can keep this up for the rest of their lives, and they don't have to have me anymore guiding them. They are self-guiding now. They are on their own. They're they're able to steer their own ship. Now, I would love to keep her as a client, but I think she's going to be graduated. Now, we are working on kind of a long-term like a month-to-month thing in in our coaching app where she can have access to all of our library of exercises. So she could keep on right with her workouts, still do everything like that. Maybe a month, a month once some time a month check-in with me would be great. Just say, hey, how are things going? Just touch base, see how things are going with her. But that's kind of our, our we'll call it our graduate school, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Maybe. I would just say that as far as you know, when someone goes to look for a program like yours, of course, they're afraid of the sales. They're afraid of the push. And I have never once felt that. And now to be at this point where, you know, well, we'll sell you this then and we'll sell you. There's none of that. It's just been, you know, an honest, very healthy exchange. And, you know, I think Having access to the library would be very valuable going forward because while Monica and I have talked about how to adjust my workouts as I move forward and can do more, there's going to come a point where I'm going to want to say, yeah, but what about this or what about that? And I think so. I do think that's a very valuable resource. Mm-hmm. That product's very close. By the time this releases it, let me think. Yeah, that by the time this releases, it may be available or should be very, very close. But yeah, I, I 100% agree. And I, I love that you mentioned the part about being salesy and pushy and hey, here's, you know, here's your upsell, right? Yeah. I tried very hard as an entrepreneur to walk that line. I mean, obviously I've, I've got coaches. We got to pay them. We have bills. We have to pay all these things. So we need to be a viable business. 
But there's so much that's broken with the nutrition, health, fitness industry. And we want to, we want to be different. We want to rail against that. And I, I think we do a decent job of that. And uh, it's clients that you, like you that are really what we're looking for, right? We want people that are in this for some sort of long-term health gains, as well as whatever their body con. I don't want to, I don't want to diminish body composition change, right? If somebody wants to lose weight and they want to build muscle or they want to feel, feel, you know, comfortable and confident at the beach in their bathing suit. There's, those are fantastic goals, but we're really looking for those people that are striving to, for this real transformation, this long-term permanent transformation. You've been an, an outstanding student in that. And I will say that six months is most of our folks do not graduate in six months. You've done a really good job of yeah. picking of picking this up and really and really running with it. Yeah, most most people are more like nine months. Yeah, um, our, our average is eleven usual. months right now. So for clients, yeah, and yeah. Me, me, yeah you may me. say I'm graduating, but I'm not. So You're not going me, anywhere. <laughs> my, you know, my sleep goals have not been met. I'm still working on that. A lot of that, I think, is related to my loss. But I think that, you know, it's it, it's important to say I may be, not need Monica as often as I have needed her, but I'm still on my journey for the rest of my life. That's it. I love it. Absolutely. Yes, you are on a lifelong journey. And I was just your guide to get you started to get you pointed the right direction, to be able to show you how to steer your own ship. And you're, you're there. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. I had something else I like to tell all of my new clients is my job is to make it where you don't need me anymore. Yep. I, I'm not going to be something and I'm not a salesy person. I'm a coach. <laughs> I, think, I think Nancy will agree with that. But, you know, that's my job is to make it be where I am. I'm setting you on a course, steering you in the right direction. I'm teaching you how to do this on your own where you won't need me anymore. Then my job is completed. And then I'm able to go on to the next person who needs help. And I also want to make sure that people don't think they have to have these specific goals because sometimes it can be kind of broad, like I want to be healthy or... I want to do the things I need to do to move forward, but I don't know what they are. I think sometimes, you know, we think, well, I better have a goal. But the thing about a goal is you reach it and then what? And I think the goal being more broad is really helpful. And some things I didn't know, like I had been fighting with plantar fasciitis and I was probably three or four coaching sessions in. I told Monica about it. And I listened to a podcast that you had done with a foot doctor and tried a couple of things and I don't have it anymore. And I'd had it for two years. So things that you don't even realize you can address that you can address once you start to really think about it. Yeah, I assigned to Nancy, we have a little program in in Trainerize specifically for plantar fasciitis and other foot issues. And it's just a small I don't know, 10 minute workout a day that you could do. But I assigned it to her as just an add-on workout. And I said, okay, let's try this. Do it several days a week, if not every day. And then when she came back from her trip, she says, you know what? I didn't think about it at the time, but my plantar fasciitis is gone. Like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Strengthen those feet, people. Yeah. Yeah. There's Mm -hmm. so much that we can learn and we're 
making such strides in the scientific world about our bodies and learning. And so being able to be plugged into that is just super beneficial. Yeah, I, I love that idea of being plugged into your body, listening to your body. There was a guest early, early on who talked about, he was a competitive CrossFitter, and he talked about when his body whispered, he had to learn to hear that. And I was like, holy moly, man, that is really plugged in because most people's bodies are screaming yeah. at them and we don't hear it, right? We're deaf to that. Or so really being plugged that makes in. us deaf to it. Yeah, that just blunts it. Yeah, 100%. Well, Nancy, we just talked about, we're kind of joking, you're, you're graduating, we're pushing you out of the nest. Where are you going from here? What's on the horizon for you? From about the health and fitness perspective. I'm just going to keep on keeping on. I mean, I have a list of goals. They're functional goals. You know, putting a 25-pound suitcase in the overhead, I can do that. Treading water for 10 minutes and getting myself out of the pool without using the ladder. Standing up from the floor from a cross-legged position. Picking up a 30-pound grandchild. And then I also have a long-term goal of competing in the senior games in the 90 to 99 age bracket. Right so those on. are, yeah, those are my goals. It. So those are awesome goals. I want to you to stay in touch with us. So as you check all of them off, we will know about it. Yeah. We'll cheer you on. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. 100%. All right. Well, Monica, any parting thoughts here then in terms of, Working with, uh, as you're kind of wrapping up, it sounds like, working with Nancy. She's been so much fun to, to coach. I really have enjoyed it all. And it's been so much fun watching her progress. You know, I try to make things, each one of my clients I treat as individuals. I don't coach to just a specific way. Yeah. I do it the way that that person is going to be the most receptive to it and be the most helpful for them. I start where they where they are. I don't start them out everywhere all you know at the same place i start where they are currently and we build up from there you know i i always ask for progress not perfection it doesn't like nancy was saying it doesn't have to be 100 percent every day progress not perfection we are always looking up we're never looking back yeah i know yeah, yeah. and and this yeah. isn't a program that you commit to and then you do it's it's something that you live your life and do and I think that's really yes. a good takeaway, too, is this isn't like, okay, I'll do this for six months. No, no, I'm figuring out how to do this for the rest of my life. Thank you for bringing that up. That is an excellent point. That's 100% what, what we hope, what we want, right? We don't want people to come in for three months, six months, nine months, even 12 months and work on a project and then leave and say, well, I'm done because you're just beginning. I'm just beginning. Monica's just beginning. You're just beginning. We're all on this journey, right? We all... It's a it's a lifelong journey to be, like you said, what, what would it look like to compete in the Senior Olympics in the 90 to 99 age bracket? How how amazing would that be to have that kind of health and vitality at that age, right? Yeah. Wow. Could you imagine being, I mean, really doing that? That needs to be our goals, Kevin. Sure. No, I'm down. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Let's go. That's right. We have new, we have new goals now. Yeah. All right. Well, Monica, I want to personally take the, a moment just to thank you. You've done it. You do a great job with all your clients. I am so blessed to have you on our staff here. You're a fantastic coach. You're a great pro program manager. You talked about those 21 day challenges. We get rave reviews from those every time we do them. Nancy, I want to thank you so much for being a client and for agreeing to come on the show 
and just for all of your hard work and for sharing your message, being open and vulnerable to share your message. I think you're a great ambassador for exactly what we talk about on this show every week. Healthy Well, aging. thank you guys very much. Thank you so much. And I, I just can't wait to see what Nancy accomplishes in the next six months because what she's done in the past six months, I just can't wait to see what she does in the next six. Okay, that's our show for today, folks. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I want to let you know that we have other free resources over at silveredgefree.com. There you'll find our free guides with our top tips on nutrition, exercise, and healthy lifestyle to assist you in your weight loss and fitness journey. So feel free to head over there and download anything that looks useful to you. I'll put links to everything we talked about in the show notes, and you can find those over at silveredgefitness.com slash 219. As we wrap up our time together today, you can show your support for this show in two important ways. One is to tell a friend about this podcast and encourage them to give it a listen. The second is for you YouTube folks to click the like and subscribe buttons and for you podcast folks to consider giving this podcast a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on and be sure to subscribe and follow so you don't miss any future episodes. I really appreciate you spending your time with me today. And until next time, stay strong.